With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Unspoiled, covering The Wire, Season 1, Episode 8, Lessons. In this episode, everybody learns their lesson, except for pretty much everybody. Welcome to Unspoiled. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unspoiled. My name is Natasha. Say your name. Oh, hi. Say your name. This is your show. <laughs> you couldn't let me know that was happening. I thought you'd just pick up on it. No. no. <laughs> um, and we're going to be covering The Wire, uh, season one, episode eight. Rashawn has seen them all, and I have seen none of them. Well, you saw the first seven. Well, you know what I'm... Just stop it, you pain in the ass. No, I'm just jumping in for this one episode. I'm covering for the other <laughs> Natasha. She's sick today. I have no idea what's happened so far. Um, so, yeah, this episode, I was texting you, actually, when I watched it. I only watched it one time versus... I usually watch it twice. But because I'm working crazy hours lately, I haven't had the chance to rewatch it before we recorded this one. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, time zone situation is really throwing a little wrench into our our whole it operation. It is because like I'm getting home at six, and it wouldn't normally be that big a deal to wait until seven, except that you're you know having to get up at six in the morning like a grown up for your job. Oh, it sucks to be me. Your dumb job. It's so dumb. I hate it. Oh, me too. Give <laughs> me a job, by the way, because <laughs> mine's the worst. Um. So this episode, I think I just texted you as soon as there's a scene yeah. with D'Angelo <laughs> talking to Weebay, and my you're, God, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he. <laughs> How fucking stupid is this kid? He is so goddamn dumb. He's not. He oh, is someone who was. I meant to write their name down. Someone was like, "Oh, I'm surprised you're hating on D so much." He was one of my favorite characters. What on one of the? Um, I saw that comment actually. Now I'm going to yeah. go over there and take a look at who it was, because I was judging you, person whose name I don't <laughs> yet know, for saying that he was one of your favorite characters. No, he's a good character. In in this in this episode, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there's a moment in the kitchen with him and the girl. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what we've been saying all along, he's now starting to articulate. Finally fucking figuring it out. A little too late now, bro. Like, sorry, but you're in this. A little late, a little slow. 
Um, yeah, right. Jesus. So it was Anthony Smith. I'm surprised at how much you hate D. Lol. He was one of my top favorite characters this season. Sorry, Anthony, but you're wrong. You know what? I would stick up for Anthony. I think he's on to something. Remember last week I was kind of flip-flopping a little and I was feeling bad that we were so hard on D. Well, you also have seen a lot more of this than I have. So there's a possibility D does something to like redeem himself and you're trying to go easy on him right now when he I doesn't am, deserve it yet. I am strictly basing it on wh- what we both have seen so far of this season only. Well, then you guys are both way more forgiving than me, <laughs> which isn't surprising because I'm basically the harshest person alive. You are Other harsh. than maybe like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who follows my Facebook page, this is how I knew I had moved to Texas. There was a customer who was overhearing me talking to somebody about doing the podcast. And he asked me, so what is it? It's a radio show. And I was like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, so is your goal to be the next Rush Limbaugh? Oh, my good God. And I like really tried not to actually throw up. But he saw my reaction on my face because I just basically like gagged, like literally gagged. It's the only appropriate response. And I didn't like... When I, if somebody told me that they had literally gagged, I would have thought that they were exaggerating and being really annoying. But it's shocking how viscerally my I responded to him saying that. I just really like I got simultaneously angry and like defensive. Like, how could you fucking say that about me? As if they like insulted me. And he saw me and well, he kind of did. Well, and he doesn't. He didn't think so. He thought he was paying me a compliment, which is the worst <laughs> part. Because I said, uh. No. And he goes, do you have a problem with Rush Limbaugh? And he said it like I had fucking insulted his mother. Like, that he hadn't told me yet that she was his mom, but he used her full name because he just wanted to be clear that it was his mom that I was insulting. You know what I mean? And then he, like, as I said, yeah, several Oh, he God. snatched his order from me and turned around and just stomped <gasps> away. And he says over his shoulder, and I was just beginning to like you. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I've got nothing but vows for that whole story. <laughs> I've got nothing but vows. That is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Ow. So, yeah. Um, sh- long story short, I am the Rush Limbaugh of The Wire, <laughs> and everybody is the worst. All these damn drug addicts and fuck-ups and liber- liberals trying to work with the system. And the this women. This is how communism starts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, yeah. Hello. Podcast over. Thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway <laughs> so yeah i mean i understand you trying to give deep but man this this fuck up here him talking to Weebay about this i'm sorry even as a kid i would have known better than that see i don't think it's a fuck up it isn't what do you want because he he does it in a way that you know it's not like he was <clears throat> he was going behind his you know Avon's back so he hasn't done anything wrong yet and then they tell him you know you need to talk to your cousin or your uncle and he goes yeah 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 I'm gonna do that I'm gonna talk to him about this um so he hasn't done anything wrong yet he I doesn't mean, say talk to, are you talking about Orlando tells D to talk to no, his uncle when, when, when D tells Weebay and them 
you know, about Orlando's offer when they're at the sandwich shop. Yeah. And they go, I don't know, D, you might want to talk to your uncle about that. And D goes, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm going to talk to him, see what he say about it. So he's just letting his crew know this boy came up and, you know, made this offer to me. And I don't, I don't know about that. How can you tell me with a straight face that's not a fuck up? It's not a fuck up purely in his eyes because he doesn't know that what this guy was trying to do was basically screw over and Avon I, with. I don't because D even says, you know, trying to get a little something on the side. He knows what what um, Orlando is is offering. Then how does it make sense for him to go to that party later and smile and wave at Orlando like fucking nothing happened? Well, he doesn't. He <laughs> clearly doesn't know what he just did. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. I don't think he realized how he was fucking Orlando. Orlando just got held by the fucking throat yeah. and practically he, had like dollar bills shoved down his throat to he, like choke him to death. Like he, he fucked Orlando. I'll yeah. But I don't don't think he fucked himself in any regard. No, no. When I say fuck up, I do not mean he fucked himself. I mean that he dicked over somebody that oh, was trying absolutely. to get him okay. in on a good deal. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'll agree with that. Because man, Orlando like. You know, if you're not interested, that's fine. But yeah, don't yeah. turn him the fuck into your yeah. boss uncle who's the man in charge of this whole fucking operation and all of the drug distribution now, basically, in all of Baltimore, which it looks yeah. like. Like, Jesus Christ. It's just... he The way he just blurts it out, like, it's yeah. no thing. Like, he just clearly doesn't understand thinking, what a big deal thinking. that was. You know, it's funny. We talked about this last week about not thinking of the next step. We mm-hmm. talked about Wallace making that call. Yep. Same thing with he's not thinking of the repercussions of okay I'm going to say this shit and even I'm not doing nothing wrong but how is it going to come back on Orlando he doesn't even think that far and that's the thing is that it is like Wallace is like D except because he's so much younger there's a potential for him either to one get hard and like totally go really intensely into this drug scene and be like ruthless Mm -hmm. by the time he's you know anywhere near D's age. Or to fucking die. Brutally, yeah. like, just, you know, something terrible to happen and him to, like, overdose or be killed because he does something that's a little too soft-hearted for this business or whatever. Yeah. I think we we said again last week about how <clears throat> D and Wallace are so similar, except that D has this family structure that's forcing him to be right in this life. And when he falters, they sort of bolster him up mm-hmm. you know this is what we do this is how we do and wallace doesn't have that support system whether it's good or bad i don't think the support system is particularly good but wallace doesn't have that so you, well, you know what i mean let's talk about wallace oh, so everything is wallace. horrible and i hate it and he is just breaking my fucking heart yeah it's sad his head, only half his head is done oh my god why is that so sad but when he sits up and only half his head is braided i'm like oh my god you, yeah you know what that means he's just so neglected and he's been laying on that same side of his head all day because he's just so fucking out of it yeah he <sighs> has to borrow ten dollars from poot like... and poot like knows that this is not a good thing but he's not yeah. doing anything that's what makes me crazy because you know wallace if it were poot acting like this wallace would go get somebody well, and be like poot look tries. we need to fucking handle this well poot tries in his way but he's not yeah. doing what needs doing which is going yeah. and finding someone and telling them his he's in trouble yeah he's trying well, to handle think. it in his own way who could poot go to d and he tries that. He tells D, 
And D says he'll talk to Wallace, but he doesn't tell D like at this point how bad things are really. He doesn't tell him I'm going up there. His hair is half done. He hasn't gone out about <laughs> it for three days and he's borrowing money from me and acting really sketchy. He he told him about the money, told him all he does is lay around all day. Pooh says something really funny. He says he borrowed, he hit me up for sam, sandwich money. Oh, he did say that? I didn't, like, I didn't even remember yeah. that. Okay. And the thing is, is I don't know if Pooh really thinks it's sandwich money. Or <laughs> I think he does. Or if he's covering. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. I think he genuinely doesn't really, I think because it's Wallace that he just doesn't think Wallace would ever... Mm. ever you know what i mean yeah i think if it were somebody else he might suspect but he's like well it's wallace no fucking way you know because he just doesn't understand i think how badly wallace was affected because poot wasn't affected apparently yeah, that moving. badly you see him when he stands on the couch he's all happy look mm-hmm. at me <laughs> oh my god he's such an idiot <laughs> oh yeah so this whole thing is just really breaking my heart. And Wallace is giving some help to this little girl who needs help with math. Yeah, that this is some crazy. fucked up shit, man. Crazy. So, you know, five people get on the train. One person gets off. Three more people get on at that stop. Three stops later, four people get on. Two people get off. At the last stop, how many people are on the train? And he's frustrated. And he's like, it's basic math. And she's looking at him like totally like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just throwing out numbers. Is it seven? Is it eight? Right. And then he puts it in terms of the game and is like, so, you know, you've got 15 capsules and you got some guy comes up to you by six capsules and then, you know, someone else comes up to you, gives you three more and then some white dude rolls up and he buys four <laughs> of them. How many capsules do you got left? And like in two seconds, she two answers seconds. it. And he says, how the fuck can you answer that question? And then you can't do this fucking simple math problem. And she says, what is it that she says? If you get it wrong. It counts wrong. They fuck you up. Yep. That is some motivation. (laughs) I think we just figured out how to handle the common core curriculum. (laughs) Everyone, (laughs) if your count is wrong, we fuck you up. (laughs) Common core, America. (laughs) Common core just became hardcore. Am I right? (laughs) I'm so fucking lame. Nice. nice. <laughs> I'm trying to drink my wine and I can't even do it. Oh my god. <laughs> this is really helping me because I almost like literally came home and got on my computer immediately to record and I was in such a fucking crappy mood. Aww. And I feel so much better already. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. I like to think I have a little something to do with that. I was about to say, yay wine. Yay Rashawn. <laughs> Duh. Wine is a depressant. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but usually it does not help me out. Um, um, so, yeah. Uh, there is this amazing... Okay. I'm going to rewind a little bit before I start talking about that. Um, so, McNulty... Oh, what the fucking what? What? It would have served him right if Stringer abducted his fucking kids. I'm telling you, he was going for father of the year. Oh, my that God. That shit was, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand the temptation to do what he's doing because nobody's going to look at the two kids and like, they're good at it. Thank God. Uh, they don't give themselves away. But, but it is a matter of time before somebody starts to be like, what are these two kids following me? What are, what are these little rugrats some- doing? 
negligent, mm-hmm. irresponsible shit right there. Yep. That is just that's that's why you don't have fucking full custody of your kids right there. Oh my God. That's why your wife has to ask you what color the sheets are. And it kind of cracked me up that he doesn't look for them like not five minutes before he's already at the police station reporting them missing and giving right. descriptions. Right. Man, go in the goddamn building. <laughs> you don't even go back inside to look for them like if they're that good at that and you've said before that they're that good at it, then it's going to be a little bit more than two seconds before you can yeah. find them again. Like really yeah. man, and if they're that good at it, that they're better than you an active duty detective on homicide. then that's a problem. <laughs> and I was super concerned because his son goes like right up to Stringer's car and he's standing there right out in the oh, open, yeah, he's pulling all... out a fucking pen. Right. I'm writing your shit down. Right. It's cool. It's, you know, it's okay. I really want to know what his cover would have been if Stringer was like, what are you doing? You know, what, did, what other than shit his pants, how would he handle that situation? Because <laughs> Stringer's not somebody that I want asking me questions. Let me just tell you. He can ask me questions anytime. Well, I was about to say, there are some <laughs> questions I might be okay with. That's fine. But, I mean, I have to say that in this scene, when he's walking out of that place with the grocery bags, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's just so goddamn built and beautiful. Just. It's fucking distracting, you know? It can be. It's like, (laughs) I can't. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Oh, his kids. (laughs) Whatever. Where's Stringer? Um, So, yeah. He has, he goes and reports his kids missing, but it turns out that they're just totally fine. And they actually got Stringer's license plate number, which turns which out to is... not really matter. Because he's just borrowing some woman's car for the day. It's like yeah, a neighbor's just, car. it's just the place where he lays his head. Yep. Which, you know, I mean, is, you know, they knew very little about him, so. Right. So, later, McNulty, like, runs into him again on the street. Like, he keeps being around stringer by accident weirdly but which i think is is um it's weird they keep doing that but you know from the very first episode that was that weird true they had in the the courtroom you know Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like a little bit of a throwback to that so at this point he sees uh stringer getting a cab and he follows him and he's going to community college economics classes. <laughs> Macroeconomics. <laughs> fucking killed me. I was right? dying with him with his fucking little pen in his mouth, <laughs> watching the teacher raising his hand and answering fucking questions. Oh, my God. That teacher must be just, like, trying so hard to concentrate. Because imagine him sitting in your fucking classroom uh, and other people are asking you questions and you're like, yeah, 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 one yeah, second. What is it, Stringer? <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. Did you have a question? Maybe you should stay after for some extra. Because you're having a hard over, time grasping this. And I need you to grasp something point out for something me. something in his book. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, brother. Um. And then he, like, immediately shares what he just learned in the very next scene. At the yes. Shop. Oh, that was the best. He's like, this is not just a front. I need this to run like a business. And I find I it really. hire real people then. Right. Like, the people that he's hired could give a shit, clearly. They're all just leaning back looking at him like this asshole. And he, there's something about the way that he talks that makes me feel like. He is dumbing down his own grammar and language and everything mm-hmm. because he 
is tr- he is way more of a professional and way more educated in general than e- all these fools that he's working with. You can see him picking his words, yep. you know, um, really trying to pick the shortest, easiest, simplest way to express whatever it is he's trying to say to mm-hmm. these people. Um, you can see him working at it. I like the scene, too, when he talks to Avon later uh, about uh, the Omar situation. What's he say? When, um, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but, uh. How dare you? You know we always go in order. (laughs) (laughs) There are no rules. Thunderdome. I was about to say, there are no rules. (laughs) Apparently it's the fucking Crypt Keeper. I don't know what that was. Um, (laughs) but, um, after the Omar shooting and, um, Avon asks String what he thinks. Mm-hmm. And um, Stringer tells him, you know, this has gotten out of hand. Yeah. It's gotten personal. Stringer's very business minded, you know? Yeah. And uh, I appreciate it, the fact that Anton appears to actually listen to him. Appears. You know, he, I, I thought that he seemed a little. Um, I mean, he listened to him, he took his advice, but I almost felt like in that moment he was a little disappointed. You know? Well, I mean. I think I don't even I think if he's disappointed, it's not necessarily even disappointed in Stringer. But, you know, what it's like a kid being told, like, well, you can have it, but you're going to have to wait until tomorrow. Nobody wants to be told. That, yeah. yeah, you get all of your sweet revenge, but you just have to sit on that for right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Lord knows it's like me being told, well, you can look really good in like a year. You just can't have that ice cream today or tomorrow or the day after. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fucking look happy about that either. <laughs> Thank you very much. So right. I'm just gonna pour myself some more wine right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right, so all right, so I did get a little ahead of us. So let's see where um, we at. So the soldiers <laughs> and Avon's soldiers throw a party. Celebrating oh God, Stinkum's promotion. Party, yeah. This is the fucking sketchiest ass party ever thrown. Well, were you getting a bunch of girls from the strip club? <laughs> I mean, Lord. It's it was a just weird party. So weird. It's so weird. I really appreciated, first of all, I liked how awkward D was when he showed up and he's looking around like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not really about this. I love Orlando. Dancing and trying to act like he's having a good time. And meanwhile, he's just like fucking scared stiff and not yeah. in a good way. And then Weebay with his oh, boxers on. I fucking love Weebay. <laughs> oh my God. How sketchy is it when he just grabs that girl and throws her on yeah, the bed? That's not She's... a date rape type of situation. Oh at my all. That God. Was consensual. <laughs> that was the scariest fucking thing. And later on when he's like, what happened to her? And he's like, I fucked her silly or something like that. Did you hear what she said when he was pushing her into the bedroom? Didn't he say I feel? Didn't she say I feel yeah. sick? She's yeah, like, I feel sick. I think I'm gonna throw up. And yeah, he just, like pushes her in the bedroom. He's like, yeah, well, you can throw up because I'm doing your doggy style, so I don't give a shit. You're not puking on me. It's fucking fine. And yeah, and then he's like, well, I fucked her silly, and I'm like, does she know that? Is she even aware that that happened? It's so, like, it's not even, like, I don't even want to laugh about it. It's really fucked up and upsetting. And, like, the fact that I'm sure this happens so often and 
guys think it's totally well she was just drunk yeah well that doesn't mean it's okay did you hear what he said about her she's she stored half of the shit we brought in the greedy bitch oh yeah 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 which was weird to me because at first when i first watched it my assumption was that it was coke because that's more of like a party drug yeah but Having watched it again, I'm like, shit, was that heroin? Because everybody seems like they're almost nodding out in the party. Like, it's very subdued. Hmm, yeah, I guess so that's I, I true. Mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, whatever the case, D'Angelo is a little flipped, understandably, that she's fucking dead. Yeah, he's a little upset about we that. We fucking could from, give a shit. They sent him out. On like a beer oh run. Oh my god! If he comes back and the parties. Oh my god! That's so <laughs> right? funny to me. You I'm... know that's happened. Has that not happened to you? You go out and come back and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like everybody's gone. It's like a bomb fucking dropped. A sleep bomb. Everyone's passed out on the floor drooling, and you're like ready to go. And everyone else is like, "Nah, that's over. No, that's now sleep over. time. <laughs> we're we're gonna watch Futurama reruns yeah. until four in the morning. We're watching the game now." <laughs> These are our crowds that we hang with. Yours watch the game, mine watch Futurama. (laughs) (laughs) It's Adult Swim in my camp. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, whenever I think about Futurama, the only thing that ever pops in my head is the fucking, what is it? The Schnoo Schnoo? The episode where they go to the planet with like the Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was such a freaky one. Oh, so yeah. So D comes back. The party's over. Yeah. For some of for one girl, it's really over. Yeah. Oh, good. Nice for Sean. Oh, that was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we be like at first. It was like, does he not understand that she's dead? Like, is is he not getting why D'Angelo's flipped out? No, he gets it. He's not giving a fuck. He's just like, oh well, that's what she gets. (laughs) That shit happens. Yep. Um. And when he's in the kitchen later with Keisha is apparently her name. Sharnice. Well, so the girl that died was. Oh, the girl that died was Keisha. Keisha. Okay. Shardine. Is it Shardine? Yes. Fuck. Which is the dumbest fucking name. It sounds like a made up name. It sounds like if somebody was like trying to remember and they were a little bit drunk and they were like, I don't know. I think Shard. It's like Chardine. I would be like, no, it wasn't. It was absolutely not Chardine. I would not believe them for a second. I'm like in my head. I'm flipping really fast. Do I know anybody named Chardine? Do I know anybody named Chardine? If there's anyone listening to this who is named Chardine, first of all, I'm not sorry. And second of all, somebody just made up your name. So you should go and talk to them about that. Um, my name is Rashawn. I've got no opinion on that. <laughs> your name sounds like it wasn't made up, though. Like, I feel like I'm going to. Oh, I could see another Rashawn. Like 30 years later, because there are a million fucking college football players with some variation of my name. <laughs> but back in the day, it was just me. Why, why didn't you him. become a football player, Rashawn? Jesus. You solved all your problems. Know. You wouldn't have to be working at that dumb bank. <laughs> <laughs> problems solved. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in the kitchen talking to her about Keisha, who she's like, you know, she didn't show up for work and you know i'm kind of worried about her and he says well the last time i saw her she was sick that's all he says right but then he says i'm not sure i'm cut out for this work Mm -hmm. he's like you know people are just what is it that he says they're just like too hard or something like he says basically that that they'll cut you 
Um, oh, just for some Kill money. you over a dollar. Yeah. Backstabbing. You know, just a whole... Which I'm like, yeah, they will. If you go blabbing about how they're trying to do a deal with you on the side, D'Angelo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so there is this amazing scene with Weebay and Stinkum and there's somebody else. There- hey, that guy doesn't have a name, I don't think. Okay, so he's like a red shirt probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aha, Johansson. <laughs> And they all go up into Omar's apartment and they're pulling the place apart, ransacking it. It's not even like they're looking for anything. It's obviously they just want him to know that they were there and they know where he lives. Omar is like a step ahead of them. He knows they're coming and he's waiting across the street in the apartment of that woman who asked for some free crack or whatever the fuck. And is watching them break in and then watches them come downstairs and put a rag in his van and light it on fire. Yeah. And just like sits there and she's like, do you want any? And he just goes, no, I'm good. He's holding a kid on his lap while he's watching it. Oh my God. Yeah. And they had this, that weird moment where they're like, they find the pictures of him and Brandon, which is weird because it it makes me think that he must've got out in a hurry. Yeah. Because you feel like he would have taken those with him, you know? I almost like maybe I don't know. It's just if there's something really fucked up, and I, I mean this is obvious. I'm you know saying something very obvious right now, but the fact that they're like all screeching with laughter at yeah. these pictures, you know, it's just so weird to me how people. It's like it's not like the guys like got some blow up doll with him. It's another human fucking being that he's in love with, and they just can't even wrap their heads around that being a real thing. It's not even like a human relationship to them. Yeah. You know, it's just so incredibly fucked up. I don't even, I can't even relate to that kind of mindset that would burst out laughing about something like that. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that this is the guy that you all, you know, tortured and murdered and splayed right? across the band. You know, there's no sense of any kind of connection with humanity in that moment. You know, it's not like, yo, this is the guy we just killed. It's just, you know, a joke. right. It's yeah. just like, and what kills me too is that like, you know, it's just them trying to dehumanize Omar in general. Like, mm-hmm. even though it's partially obviously because he's gay, if it were pictures of him and a woman, I don't even think that they would react that differently. You know, oh, you think? like, I think, I mean, I don't think that they would laugh the same way, but I think that they would still make fun of him and basically call him pussy whipped or something. They, yeah. they just want to emasculate him however they can. And this is just turns out to be like the best way for them to do that because they're yeah. super misogynistic and whatever homophobic but yeah i it just like grossed me out so much the way that they're like and what is it that stringer says like a couple episodes ago he's like oh he's got a lot of heart for a cocksucker Mm -hmm. huh i'm like you know what stringer i have got a lot of fucking heart and i'm a fucking cocksucker so come at me yeah you're twice my height but i fight dirty and i will chew your knees off So that's how I play. I'm sorry. Did you just come at me, bro, to Stringer Bell? Did did. that just happen? I just did. I know. I'm kind of thinking maybe I should break this wine bottle now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Put my back to the corner. (laughs) (laughs) So um, later on, they're trying to go after Omar. Oh, boys. You don't know. No. You're talking about the shootout scene? Yeah. No, they're not not targeting Omar. They're targeting Scar. 
Oh, that's right. Right. What's happened is I forgot about this whole thing. Package. Yeah. He's got to clean up this little neighborhood first. He's got to get the people out the way. So um, Stink and Weebay are there on that mission. Right. Omar is lurking in the shadows because he's on his mission. Yep. Yeah. Is hey now Scar doesn't work for Omar, right? Does now, he? Scar's just a guy who runs that corner okay. or that neighborhood that they need to move into. I got you. And so they're setting up their work. So then, yeah. Oh my god. I love that. This is the best thing. <laughs> so first we have Weebay going up towards Scar and Stinkum's coming up behind him. Stinkum turns and gets one in the chest. Like three actually in the chest. He just dies like immediately. Yeah. And, and um, Go ahead. Well, as Stinkum's rolling up on him, you, all you hear is Omar go, hey now. You don't even see him. You just hear his voice <laughs> hey now. And when he turns to look to see who said it, he gets popped in the chest. Uh, I love how understated he is. It's just so great. <laughs> um, so Weebay turns around and it's, they start going nuts and everybody's running because, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody's firing like randomly, basically. And Omar gets Weebay in the leg. And I have to say that I appreciate it because Weebay kind of crawls across the sidewalk and he like hides behind this car. And I was watching it with Owen and he's like, oh my God, is Omar going to light that car on fire? Like they did to his car, you know? And I was like, you know, he doesn't even need to kill Weebay. He just sent them a serious Mm -hmm. fucking message. They just promoted Stink and they fucking, he kills him and takes out, almost takes out Avon's second in command. That's like massive. He doesn't need to kill him. Really? And I was really glad that he didn't like come out of the shadows and yeah, like have yeah, the yeah. showdown. I really appreciated that they didn't fucking do yeah. that. He was like, no, nah, that's good enough for right now and yeah. just leaves. I'm just letting you know. And then he says the line is like one of the most famous lines of the series. If you come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> oh, and he also does his whistle too. Somebody said that um, or I said that the other, somebody posted an article about some guy who was talking about how Jay-Z, um, he said something like, you know, arguably is pimping out Beyonce. Ooh, yeah. Ew, he what? was like, it was just such a c- gross combination of misogynism with, oh, Beyonce couldn't want to be doing what she's doing. Her husband's obviously pimping her out. Plus obvious racism with the whole idea of it being a pimp and a hoe. Okay. And... I reposted it with you come at the queen you best not miss because that guy has just opened himself up to a whole world of internet (laughs) hatred by going after Beyonce and it's just a matter of time. Yeah, people do love her. People should just like the best revenge to me would be to like go to his house and like bedazzle his whole car (laughs) and just put a giant pink bee on the front of the car with like a beehive. Oh, I love it. Um, So... This is, that basically causes Avon to increase the bounty on Omar's head to 10,000. I just saw in the background. What? You had a visitor. Oh, yeah, you I did. two visitors. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for that. Sorry, I'm so sorry. People listening are like, um, I don't know or care. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that I forget that this is actually a, like a camera, like a real live thing that's happening on your side. Yeah, it's weird to me that I can not see you. I know. I uh, maybe you need I'm, to get a camera. I, eh. It's not fair, frankly. 
I went looking for one and it was just so complicated because Oh my god, I bet it wasn't. Fucking it was. <laughs> like I would I would want to buy one but did does it come with the software to install it? Of do course it's software. Oh my god. Woman, Not if you're I'm so buying old. It, like used. I'm so old. Oh my I'm god. So you shouldn't be buying them used because they're not that expensive. I could. Where am I buying it from? I went to go on went, Amazon. That's where I was. Okay, and then it was, it's gonna come with the software. You don't even have to ask that question. Oh, I don't. Is that why no one says it specifically because it's implied? Yeah. All right. Lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's like a moment in community when fucking Chevy Chase is playing a video game and they're like, um, turn the joystick right, Pierce. And he's like, oh, and I'm supposed to guess that? Where's the instructions? Fuck. Chevy Chase. Oh. All right. Well, then I'll get back on that. Anyway, $10,000 bounty. And Stringer is like, listen, you need to propose a truce lure him out and then kill him once we've said that there's a truce avon's like but i really want to kill him now exactly but dad (laughs) i wonder that omar would be that stupid i just don't see that like that's a fucking serious amount of stupid to just be like yeah i'll show up to your truce guy who's been trying to kill me this whole time like fucking no i don't buy it but fine um so, let's talk about this ridiculous moment with Presbaluski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking comes up to Herc and Carver and is like, we need to figure out which phones they're using. And they straight up tell him to go fuck you himself. Bo- you boys. Oh, my God. You need to get on those pay phones. <laughs> and then Kima comes he up comes and out. says the same thing. <laughs> And they just look at each other like, motherfucker, now that she's said it, we have to do yeah. it. They are very unhappy with their present station. You it's so, see, man. Like, they're really starting to feel like they're just running around doing the bullshit work. It's so irritating because, you know, I'm sure you've worked with these people. They're not good at their job now. You don't get a promotion and get yeah. to do what these people do if you're not fucking good at the shit you're doing already. That's not how promotions work. Well, you know what? I shouldn't but even say that because yeah, apparently that is how they work. That's exactly how frequently. they work. So, but anyway, people who also, act bitter about this kind of thing make me fucking crazy. The, uh, they don't really spend a lot of time on it. It's just a, like almost a throwaway. But in that moment when they're at the table, Carver is studying for his sergeant's exam. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about and, that. Uh, oh, my God. What he says about presents, does he have, you know, he has stripes on his arm? Um, which is weird because you start to think, all right, he asked, he asked Herc, are you studying? Are you going to take it again? Which implies that he's taken it before and failed. Mm, shocking. <laughs> right. And then he, um, he said, aren't you going to study? And you get kind of a noncommittal. Yeah, sure. Why not from Herc? Oh my God. So, um. This question he asks him. So if some woman comes to you and complains about <laughs> sexual harassment, <laughs> Well, I beat the shit out of him for what is it like coming up on our dipping into my per- personal supply <laughs> and then take her home and make her smile till she's happy. Something fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's nobody I would rather smile with less than Herc. No, that's not oh. true. There's plenty less, but he's pretty <laughs> awful. 
Like, yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy that when I was younger and that guy would try and hit on me, I wouldn't even turn him down. I would just let him run in place for like an hour until he realized, oh, wait, I've spent a lot of time here and haven't gotten anywhere. And then he would sort of <laughs> lose interest and wander away just because it was like, you've got to be kidding me, right? Like, yeah. I can't take a guy seriously who can't keep up with me mentally. It's not worth it. Oh, boys. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. So the... <laughs> yeah, Herc is, um, he's something. Well, as usual, priceless. Thank you, Rashawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. You know, I gotta. All right. So they're listening to. A uh, conversation with, um, or they're talking about Big Man. Yeah. And they're watching him do a pass of some bag. They don't even know what's in it. To what turns out to be Day Day. I knew we were going to see him again. Oh, Ashley Larry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was so like proud of myself because they mentioned Day at some point earlier. And I was like, wait, Day Day? Is that the guy? <laughs> and it turned out to be him. I was like, yes, I'm so good. Um... They, it turns out once they pull him over that he's got a bag full of fucking cash, but, uh, he is the Senator's driver and this is bad news for them all. And, uh, Burrell tells Daniels, you are fucking up hard and you need to give him his fucking money back and write the stop as unwarranted and you are going to be shutting down this case pronto because you are getting into places that you don't need to be involved in. Basically, putting up all kinds of red flags in my mind. Oh, really? Getting into yeah. stuff he doesn't... Interesting. So he's getting a little too close to something and you don't like... That's really... Huh, yep. Burrell? What is that about? <laughs> this tells me Daniels isn't dirty. Something is not right with this whole thing with Daniels being dirty. Like, I just don't buy that. It's either his wife is doing shit and he doesn't know about it, which is certainly fucking possible. Who knows? She could be banging that fucking senator on the side. We don't know. We don't know. But... There is something going on that he's not involved in, I don't think. And well, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and then I was just going to say that he goes home and he's talking to her mm-hmm. about how they don't like the wiretaps because you can follow the money and it goes fucking everywhere. If you just yep. follow the drugs, you have a just, pretty straightforward case, but money exactly. is a whole other thing. Yep. Uh, and he says something really interesting about how they don't want a wiretap because you never know what you're going to get on tape. You never know what someone's going to say. Yep. Which we see later when they're on the phones and you hear about Omar and what he did. Right? Because he and just that really fucks everything up. <laughs> and then they bring him in. Well, he comes in. Oh, wait. One thing I wanted to touch on real quick is that McNulty, when he hears that they have to give the money back and just let this guy go, asks Daniels, what does the deputy have on you? Yeah. He just straight up asks him. Yeah, he did. So apparently this whole thing with they're trying to do me i love this fucking job and they're trying to do me he's not that worried about that anymore i guess i don't know or maybe he feels like well they're gonna try and get me anyway i may as well go down on a blaze of glory like well you know it's funny like a couple episodes ago we saw mcnulty's friend in the fbi who who warned him that daniels might be dirty right and then nothing happened with that like mcnulty never mentioned it again but we know that he's had this in his pocket, in his head. Yeah. And now he's so frustrated that it's he's coming right out and asking. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah. I was almost impressed, but at the same time, like, that was a really fucking stupid move. But I don't know. Still can't decide if it was stupid or not. It was weird because when he tells his wife, McNulty flat out asked me, 
She just says, well, what did you say? And he doesn't answer her. The yeah. scene just ends with there's him not no saying anything. There's no discussion about whether there's really a thing or not a thing. I'm like, hmm, okay. So my thing is that I don't think Daniels is necessarily involved with whatever's going on. I mean, he might be. I might be totally wrong on this guy. Or he was involved at one point and regrets it and tried to get out of it and he's not getting out of it. Because you make a deal with certain people and that's just it. Yeah. But if it's his wife that which is what I kind of suspect he could be covering for her and just not wanting to, you know, make a whole issue out of it anymore because her and him have both been over this thing so many yeah. fucking times that they he doesn't even want to talk about it now. Especially because she has her sights on, you know, city council, right. and she's trying to make moves. So if something happened, you know, he's not definitely not going to come out and talk about it now. Right. So judge Phelan Calls oh, Kima and McNulty into his office. And they're telling him about this pullover and the fact that Burrell's saying he's going to shut the whole fucking case down. And he basically calls up Burrell <laughs> and tells him, no, you're not shutting this down. This is the amount of time that we were given for the wiretap. And that is the amount of time that you will give it. And if you try to shut this down early, you will be held in contempt of court. Oh, shit. And later on, I think, I'm not even, who was it that, uh, was it Daniels that asks Kima, was it McNulty yeah. or Phelan? And yeah. she's like, this time it was Phelan. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to make sure that McNulty's not yeah. fucking everything up. Um, when, he's, when he's yelling at him out, you know, if you don't believe me, you can ask Kima. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so that's what he does. He's like, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> um, So, yeah, Omar basically just, like, comes out and says that he's the one who did stink. Or they, no, he doesn't say it. They use Omar's name and say that he was the one who did it. Now, they're saying, like, this totally, you know, implodes our case because Omar was our witness and the other thing. Mm -hmm. But it is just people talking on this phone call. They don't actually have anything linking Omar yet, do they? Well, I don't know which conversation they heard Omar's name. I know there was a couple of different ones, but I don't know if... Like, the only eyewitness would be Weebay. And I don't know if they have Weebay on tape saying it was Omar. Even though we know that Weebay says, says it's Omar. Right. You know what I mean? But as far as the police go, all they have is sort of chatter. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't clear on who it was that was talking in that moment, but. Um, and then there's a weird moment where someone calls D'Angelo's house earlier in the episode when he's talking to Chardine and he gets that message. And I someone, remember that. Yeah. There's when D'Angelo's in the kitchen with Chardine, um, you hear his voicemail pick up and someone is saying, you got to get down here. Um, you know, they shot Stinkum. Omar shot Stinkum. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as the police go, I don't know if they have anything that would be considered a real case against Omar. Yeah, well, that's what I guess what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. it turns out it doesn't matter anyway because the ballistics match. Yeah. So, you know, and there's this weird thing with that whole ballistics matching thing because Kima goes to Lester and is like, listen, Omar volunteered as eyewitness basically, but I have a strong suspicion that he wasn't even there. Did mm. I fuck up? And Freeman's like, well, maybe a little bit, but it turns out to not matter now. Yeah. And he's like, you have to go on your gut with things. And he shows her a bunch of photos of dancers from the club. 
and says, now, if you were going to try and turn one of them, which one would you turn? And he picks up Chardine or she picks out Chardine and he's like, why? And she says just something about her face. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. No, they're trying to make her into this like hooker with a heart of gold type of thing with, oh, well, she's the one that really like cares and maybe we could get her to do the right thing. Man, I'm not buying that shit from her at all. This, this actress doesn't sell that for me. Not even a little. In Kima's defense, she also says she doesn't have a record. That's and, true. And Lester's like, this is a citizen, which is the same distinction they made earlier in the series when you talk about the um, the witness that gets killed. Right. There are people that are in the game, and then there are citizens. Right. And this the show is very clear about, you know, who's who. Right. Well, in any case, <laughs> I just was sort of sitting there with my arms crossed and my eyebrow up like, mm-mm, no. <laughs> like... Just not feeling it. You know, that actress is the spitting image of a woman I used to work with. Like, who, Kima uh, or Chardine? Uh, Chardine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to send you her a picture of her, like a screen grab. She, it looks exactly the same. It makes me not like her character. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I'm glad we both don't like her. Yay. Um, so... Then there's this weird, awkward thing between Bunk and McNulty. Mm-hmm. McNulty basically asks Bunk to talk to this other guy, Cole, Cole, and tell him that we have to do our thing, but afterwards we'll give you the shooter because he's on the stink of murder. They have no intention of doing that. And they, like, Bunk feels really shitty afterwards yeah. about having done this, and they're out drinking. And. Bunk is eyeballing this woman really hard. It's so awkward and weird to me. But it worked out for him. Apparently. I don't know why. She's way too good looking for his ass. But he asked McNulty to lie to his wife and tell him, tell her I caught a late one. Mm. And I love McNulty giving him this reproving look when not only has he asked Bunk to lie for him, but he has also cheated on his wife. Yeah. But Shut yes. the fuck up, McNulty. <laughs> Knock it off. He still parses out a little bit of high ground to stand on in that moment. Oh, my God. Come on. So McNulty agrees to do this, but later gets called <laughs> by the woman because Bunk is so fucking drunk that he has burned his clothes in the bathtub because they smell like pussy. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. This guy is out of his goddamn mind. And I love McNulty's like bringing Bunk to his own house to sleep on the fucking bunk bed. Bunk on a bunk. Huh? Get it? Get it? And he's like, listen, I understand wanting to burn trace evidence, but what were you going to go home with? And Bunk just doesn't answer. Like, it just didn't even occur to him. It never even occurred to him. <laughs> he's just like, ugh. That's like all the only response. And then... He says, McNulty, as he's trying to turn the light oh, out. Yeah. And McNulty turns around and he's like, you're bad for people. Everyone around you, man. Yeah. And that's about all he says. And McNulty looks really hurt by that. Yeah, he does. He's, I mean, because this is the kind of thing. It's like your worst fear. Somebody telling you some shit that you're already afraid is true about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like it's if somebody on the internet starts like leaving comments on my Facebook page and is like, you're really self-involved and always think that you're like totally right. And you're also really mean. And I would be like, but 
Oh. <laughs> but but why do you have to tell the truth? Stop being real. I hate it. <laughs> Reality is the worst. <sighs> so the episode ends with this short moment of Orlando leaving the club and Omar watching him in the shadows and just like you know, that's basically it is just him watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Omar might have heard about Orlando's hookup with this other group from New Orleans and might be trying to get a line on that supply. That's my thing. But I don't know how he would have heard about Orlando's. How does Omar hear about anything? I mean, how did he know about the That's true. the shit that was going down on the east side with Scar? He oh. was just there. Is Omar an ex-cop with his own wiretaps? Was he in the FBI? Oh, that's a series that should happen. That would be so amazing. <laughs> But yeah, like, I just, like, I think that is what my, where my mind goes, because I don't see him targeting Orlando in any other capacity. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, Orlando hasn't really done anything wrong. And if there's anybody that you're going to try and turn, it's somebody who just got threatened like that after feeling already like he's not being paid enough. I agree. It makes, it makes Orlando a very, um, kind of a weak link. He's ripe for the picking. He's ripe for the picking. <laughs> How gross was that? Ew. I hated saying it. So, uh, so yeah. Wow. Dude. We got through like that whole episode and it was only 50 minutes long. Shut up. I know. This is a record. Us. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, people listening are like, God damn it. I usually get an hour and a half out of this podcast. <laughs> now I got to find something else. Yeah, we do talk a long time normally. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wine it's making me really that that's what all drunk people think is that their alcohol makes them much wittier and succinct that's don't be mocking my whole foundation for living right god my wine makes me so concise and i just really get to the point i need more of this magical juice delightful this episode was called lessons right yeah Right, because I was watching it and I kept thinking to myself how it's all about consequences, you know? Yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, not like, well, not real life consequences, but. (laughs) Well, it seems uh, to be about like what people should learn the consequences are, except they're not actually paying attention. Oh, yeah, they're not. They're not heeding that advice at all. Yeah. But, um, hmm. Yeah, it was a weird episode for me. It's, it's. It's good because they're all good. It's not as heavy and sad as the last one, mm-hmm. but it's also not, I don't want to say interesting or action-packed, but it's not as, I don't know what the word is. It's not like a huge forward-moving plot yeah, device? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really, yeah, exactly. It's not really moving anything forward. It's really sort of sitting on what right. we already know. You know, I really liked it, though. Honestly, I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to watch it again before we recorded, but I remember it pretty well. Wow. Yeah, you did a good job for not being able to like rewatch tonight. Hi. Hey, go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think that uh, that's going to be about it for tonight. Guys, check out the Harry Potter feed. Um, By the time people listen to this, I think we'll have had two episodes up because... I'm about two weeks ahead on the wire recordings, which is really nice. That way, oh, if one of us can't make a recording, yeah. I'll have one in the bag. That's a nice little cushion. Right? 
So if you guys haven't heard about it already, Rashawn has not watched or uh, read Harry Potter, and we're going to be reading it chapter by chapter. Possibly for the first book, we were going to do two chapters at a time. I'm going to see what people think about that. But I just started the feed, Unspoiled Harry Potter. So definitely Yay. check that out if you're interested. I'm really excited about that. Please, people, be okay with two chapters at a time. Yeah, she really Please. wants to do that I a lot. I really want to do it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. And we will see you again next week with a new episode. Bye. Bye. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk straight in